0: All right. Hey, listeners, just want to welcome you guys to another episode of Pastor With No Answers. And sometimes I want to give you a little snapshot of some episodes to come. Uh, In the upcoming weeks, we will have a military Christian on here to discuss his Christian convictions and how that fits into the military where you're asked to kill people. We'll also have a real-life ghost story to honor uh, Satan's holiday Halloween. And this is actually a personal friend of mine. So his outlook on an experience that he went through in a haunted house is quite intriguing. And I think it will be for you too. We also have a couple of interviews on a couple of fellow podcast hosts, uh, one being a very encouraging teaching oriented podcast in the Christian world, Uh, We'll have that host, John Fuller, on. It's an interesting conversation because typically I don't take that sort of approach. I just kind of think we all suck and we're just getting by by the skin of our teeth and holding on to Jesus for our dear lives. And then we'll also have Eric Zimmer from the one you feed podcast. It's a podcast about mental health and getting better. And given my experience with mental health and faith, and given that this guy uh, is not a Christian and I'm, I'm not sure, maybe even an atheist, it'll be an interesting conversation on mental health and potentially how faith works plays into it, for better or for worse. Uh, Those of you that are not familiar with the website, you can go to pastorwithnoanswers.com and check out our Patreon page. We'd love to have your support. If this is something that you listen to regularly and even get something out of, even a dollar a month would be super helpful. And there's other options and uh, different ways that you can give and different ways of interacting with fellow listeners and interacting with me as well. It's a neat little community that we have, so check that out. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Through going to pastorwithnoanswers.com. Love you guys. Thanks for being a listener and hope you enjoy this episode. Yes, all right, welcome to the Pastor with No Answers and you know, this is why I bring in other people that do have all the answers, and I, none of my guests like when I say that because typically the people that I bring on here they don't presume to have the answers. But you've heard from Wes in an earlier episode, and uh, we're gonna hit him up on another subject that I think is very intriguing to all of us that believe in God, and the reason being is that. Typically, all of us have known someone who is no longer with us. Uh, some of us, unfortunately, experience this uh, when when a child dies. It is just the most awful thing ever, if you're listening. Really, really, really sorry that you've had to go through that. For some, it's a spouse. Uh, a whole different category of of pain, but... We all believe in an afterlife, and so our our thoughts race with what is this person doing now, and uh, unfortunately, Wes Fallenkamp is going to squash any of your hope in them having fun, because they're dead. <laughs> That's what Wes says. Hey, they're dead. <laughs>
1: Very dead. Oh,
0: goodness gracious. So... Here's the thing, you know, uh, so many Christians have different perspectives, and so my 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 thing is, I believe that when we die, whatever the truth is on this matter, we're certainly not going to be upset, because if, if we die before, you know, God comes back, or however all that stuff works, we're, if, if Wes is right, we're not going to be worried about it, because we're not going to have any sort of consciousness, and if we... Uh, do have consciousness, then we'll be like, man, that West guy was full of shit. He didn't even know what he was talking about. We're <laughs> enjoying ourselves. So so why, you know, I'll, I'll throw out a couple of, uh, I mean, because honestly, I don't think there's a whole lot of evidence in the Bible that that the saints that have passed on, um, and, and you being a universalist, I guess this includes everyone, that that people who have passed on are in heaven. The two things that I could come up with is is the story of, Lazarus and uh, the rich man. And it seems as if there is even... uh, Some people question whether or not that is a parable or something that really happened. Either way, we believe that Jesus' parables teach some sort of truth. So I'd be curious how you would explain that. But the big one for me is what Jesus said to the daggum thief that died next to him. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And that, that's like a, that's a, that's a big one. Like that is a big one against your philosophy here, in my opinion, but I'm probably yeah. off on that. So, so take us through why people are totally dead.
1: Well, the thief on the cross, um, the difference in opinion is based on where you put the comma in what Jesus said. Yeah. And there is no punctuation in the original Greek. So if Jesus says, I tell you today, you comma, you'll be with me in paradise, then he's making just a statement today is about, okay, I'm telling you today. Well, well, well it, and if you, and if you go back in the, the old testament look at some of the times when Moses was speaking, he would use that same type of terminology, I'm saying to you today. Right. Like, okay, so so today is a witness of what Jesus said. The day is a witness because uh, God said that many things are witnesses to what he does. The The creation witnesses it. The heavens witness it. So that's my take on that. Now, if you put the comma before today, then that means that Jesus and the thief on the cross were in paradise that day. Right which i i don't believe that i believe they they were both dead is like, is there any punctuation dead. there no
0: okay so there it, is no punctuation wherever, gotcha.
1: wherever you put it and i and i can take my little cursor and i can slide it over in front of the word you can put it behind the word
0: right wow that actually is a very simple solution to that holy cow yeah because if he says uh, i tell you today comma you will be with me. Wow. All right. Well, what about, do you, do you believe the story of Lazarus and the rich man? It, is that a story, like a parable, or is that something that actually happened in the spiritual realm?
1: I think that's a parable that um, has a lot of symbolism in it that speaks very clearly to the Jewish people. Um, who obviously Jesus was addressing because he came primarily for the house of Israel yeah, um, and, and to teach them. But there's so much symbolism in there, and, and if you look at that strictly as a salvation passage, well, does that mean that Lazarus was saved just because he was a poor guy and didn't have a house and didn't have any food? Does that mean that the rich guy was condemned just because he was rich? I mean, there's so many things in there that, that don't fit our understanding of theology if we look through, like, Paul's letters and the rest of the Gospels. Right. So, you can't take it literally as far as the, the theology of it. Obviously, Jesus is trying to communicate something to the Jews. He's trying to communicate them to them that they need to be responsible for loving their neighbor and loving God. And... That's basically how Jesus boiled down the law that the Pharisees were so meticulous about. He said, I'm going to boil all, this, all these 600 and some laws down into two commandments for you. Yeah. Love your neighbor, love yourself. And, and Jesus liked to simplify things. Religious people, like me at times, maybe you at times, we like to complicate things. Right. Because the simple solution, sometimes we just don't buy it because it's so simple. Right. Right. But if you look at some of the other symbolism throughout there, it talks about the the rich guy having five brothers. Well that tells us that the rich guy was Judah because he had five brothers from five brothers from the same mother in uh in Genesis. Yeah. So no, I, I don't take it literally to explain the afterlife.
0: What are do you know right off what are some other passages or teachings that people gravitate towards when they want to support their belief in people being conscious when they die?
1: Well, Paul says a couple things that are usually misquoted when when people say, um, I'm trying to think of exactly how they they word it, Um, to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. That's right. And the scriptures don't say that that that's not what paul says paul says he desires to be absent from the body and to be present with the lord he doesn't want to be naked he doesn't want to be found naked which is basically my understanding is that's the death condition that he would go in be- between this life and being with the lord yeah well, so so that's that's one that's that's used
0: yeah so what what is heaven like right now? It's just a bunch of angels playing cards, flying around, helping on earth <laughs> a bunch or you know J- Jesus uh, sitting down on his chair. I mean, do you do you speculate on that any cuz we obviously don't know. But if, you know, I've always thought of heaven as a bunch of bunch of saints waiting around, really having some fun, meeting people as as they die and they enter, and it's like, oh, man, you know, uh, wives and husbands being reunited, <laughs> and then just people wait, waiting for Jesus and waiting for Gabriel to blow that trumpet. So everybody, you know, their their spirits are up there now, but their bodies will be reunited, at, resurrected uh, bodies be reunited with their spirits. And, uh, you know, what, what's going on in heaven?
1: Well, God and Jesus are hard at work still pursuing the completion of His will to save all people. But if you look at Revelation, it gives us an example of of what's going on. It talks about the souls underneath the altar and how they're pleading with God to take vengeance on those who have taken their lives on the earth. And and I I don't have the the passage right in front of me, but um, if we take that literally, does that mean all believers are cramped underneath the altar and kind of like a really bad hostel. All right. Where where the it's like communal living in God's kingdom. That doesn't seem very pleasant to me. And God tells them just to rest a while longer. So I, I think when he... If, if you take that strictly literally, which I think we should always take the Bible literally unless we are forced to, by the text, take it symbolically... I mean, there's not much going on in heaven with humans. Right, right. There's absolutely nothing going on in heaven with humans.
0: So what are some passages that support your theory of once people die, they're dead, and you would then believe that when Jesus comes back, their spirits aren't reunited with their bodies. Their, Their bodies come back to life in resurrected form, and they once did not exist consciously, they, they weren't awake and then all of a sudden they are.
1: Yeah. Well, for me the best passage that there's other a lot of passages that talk about the dead being dead, but in First Thessalonians four, Paul is talking to believers For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet them and the Lord in the air. So we will will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So Paul's encouragement to these believers who are mourning the loss of other believers because uh, let's see what we hear today at funerals is well Uncle Billy's up in heaven fishing right or Aunt Bertha is on the, the seashore knitting some socks stuff like that yeah Paul doesn't say anything like that to encourage people he's his encouragement is pointing to the resurrection. Yeah. So w- with
0: what you said as far as the dead in Christ will precede the saints that are left, what about the dead not in Christ?
1: Well, the the dead who are not in Christ, according to Revelation, are resurrected after the millennium, so there's a thousand years that separate the two resurrections. And Jesus talks about the resurrection to life and the resurrection to judgment in John five uh Daniel talks about in daniel twelve two um the two different resurrections, those who are resurrected I don't know his exact words, but to life and to his words are everlasting contempt, yeah, which again is. So there's definitely two separate resurrections: one for believers, one for unbelievers. Gotcha.
0: Now this this may sound like a uh, an, an asshole question. I don't mean it this way, but uh, would you agree this this stuff this topic, although fun to discuss, doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It really I mean, doesn't. Just <laughs> and that that's
1: an asshole question. <laughs> hey. You know. All this stuff that you're talking
0: about, all this stuff that you're smart about, doesn't even matter, Wes. It just doesn't
1: matter. But that's why nobody (laughs) buys my books. It doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Do you think that do you put any stock in near death experiences, or do you just pretty much write all that stuff off as crazies?
1: I think they experienced something. And is it possible for God to for a short time show them something miraculous i i suppose he could yeah i i don't i don't put a lot of stock in him. yeah because i i don't see a lot of stuff in the scriptures that would be for or against that so to me it it doesn't really matter
0: gotcha what would be your thoughts on uh and and for my whacked out mind all of these things are interrelated somehow but what are your thoughts on the supernatural as far as ghosts are concerned
1: I don't think that any humans are alive as ghosts that are wandering around and haunting people or poking them in bed at night or yeah, that that could be taken wrong, but you know what I mean, right? right. Um,
0: now, yeah, you, that was your way of yeah, yeah. We got you. We we heard you. You got pervert. Them. Okay.
1: <laughs> now, um and and I've had these discussions a lot. I mean, I. My bro- I, I had one brother, he died when he was 31, and that was about 20 years ago, and he was my only sibling. Um, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I was a believer, and I was, I was working up on a scaffold, and I thought I audibly heard my brother's voice. Yeah. I heard a voice, Joey, I'm not kidding you. Right. And it went on and it went on. Well, I was hearing a voice. It was on my cell phone that I forgot to hang up. Uh. Somebody was, my wife was yelling at me on the other line, hang up your phone. I'm trying to make another call. <laughs> but I could hear it just enough. I'm like, Troy, is that you?
0: Right, right.
1: So it, it freaked me out a little bit, and then I found the answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wes, you kind of bummed me out on this one, man. My my grand my grandparents, you know, I always thought about what they were doing. A good friend of mine died in a car wreck and I thought he was having fun and now you're just saying they're all dead. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.
1: Well, Julie, <laughs> let, let's look at this. I I'm I'm sorry to bring you down, but let, let's let's no, look I'm, I'm at joking. This I'm joking. from from a realistic standpoint of where most people that die die without Christ. Right. And the church has taught for I don't know how long that they're already in hell burning.
0: Right. Yeah, that's super when bad. It,
1: when when it, that's not the case. If they're dead, I mean like literally dead, not a, not a soul sleep, not like they're conscious and they're sleeping and dreaming. but I mean dead. They don't feel or hear anything. That's in a sense actually merciful because judgment for unbelievers has not happened yet. Right. The the judgment day will come, but they're not going to burn in hell for, I read one guy saying that Pharaoh's been burning in hell for 3,000 years, and then he's going to be judged by God and thrown into the lake of fire. Dang. So Poor he's Pharaoh. getting like the, the double whammy.
0: Right, right. Gosh.
1: So, so for the unbelievers we've known that have died, we can have peace knowing that, okay, they're not burning in hell right now.
0: That's good news for sure. That is good news for sure. Well, awesome. I appreciate your time in in discussing this. And uh, sorry for everybody that thought that their family was uh, having fun. <laughs> no, the fun I, I t- stuff's coming. Yeah. I tell you what, I like naps. So, you know, when I die and if Jesus doesn't come back for a while, it's like a super long nap. I like it.